Okay. That's pretty That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. Oh, man. So how's it going? Welcome to the Gin and Tonic podcast, Trevor. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having Welcome me. Welcome to Gin and Tonic. <laughs> um, so there's some explaining to do. Uh, where the hell are you guys? You we are in uh, San Jose del Cabo. Um, when people refer to Cabo, Mexico, there's actually two Cabos. There's Cabo San Lucas, which is like the party place. Uh, it's all like a bunch of bars and stuff and uh, crazy party people. And then there's San Jose del Cabo, which is a lot of the older folk, um, the retirees and stuff like that. Okay. So it's a lot quieter here in uh, San Jose del Cabo. Um, huge military police presence, though. Like that was briefly mentioned to me the other day. <clears throat> yeah, the the cops here uh, really don't screw around. They all carry like AK forty sevens and stuff like that, and um, they're uh, super terrifying. So there's that. You don't make but jokes I- to the cops. <laughs> No, I imagine not. I remember those saying, I mean, uh, I mean, I think Eric talked about it a bit like uh, yesterday, but I feel like you guys are the, because you guys are like, you guys are essentially the gringos there, right? So you guys are, you guys are like the money, the economy. I figured they're there to, to protect you guys, right? Um, no. <laughs> no? Um, interesting fact, uh, gringo is actually only Americans. For Canadians, we're, they call us Canadienses. Okay, shit. So the gringos are, are very specifically Americans. We we didn't know that uh, at first. But yeah, and the cops um yeah, they're not uh, they're not really here to help out the tourists very much. Um no You know, they kind of do their own thing uh, without going too much into it. Um just I could give anybody a piece of advice that was thinking of coming to either of the Cabos, stay the hell away from the cops. Um, don't do anything uh, too stupid because no. you don't want to deal with them. No, fair enough. Duly yeah. noted. Yeah. Duly noted. <laughs> cool. Tell me about Oxo. So, what? <laughs> okay. So here there's um, a store called Oxo, and it's basically like Max. No? No. Oh, it's basically like uh, Max Milk or like Quickie, except right. uh, you can buy booze there and stuff. And oh, yeah. um, they're literally everywhere. Like the closest um, I've seen them from each other is maybe 150 feet. So there's so one. So it's like the Starbucks. It's like the Starbucks feet. is here. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Huh. Or, or even worse, really. Like. Teachers are kind of, I'd say, split into two categories. There's the teachers that, um, you know, uh, make make teaching more personal with their students and stuff like that. And then there's the teachers who just want to teach, like simply teach. So, you know, uh, those are more like the professors and stuff like that, right? You're not really... Um, figuring out or finding out what your students are like or like how they behave and whatnot you're just you're delivering information to them they have to record it you give them a test on it whereas like you know in in elementary and high school teaching it's a little more personal because you know you have to deal with students one-on-one 
uh, right. rather than like in a lecture hall or something where you've got like 400 students or whatever. <coughs> um, um, you know, so it's whatever floats your boat, really. I think the, the a really good comparison is I think there's people that are, are really passionate about um, people are really passionate about teaching people. And there's other people that are passionate about teaching a topic. I had this uh, a friend of mine, and he's uh, he's an entomologist at the University of Ottawa, or rather, he was. He just retired last year, and um, he he says he was always teaching the uh, like biology 101, or he was always teaching entry level classes where he had a, a room of like 400 people. But his thing was that like all these people are taking this class as like um, like an elective. And they don't really care about entomology. He wanted to be really, he really wanted to delve into entomology and he never was given that opportunity. So he was always kind of like, I don't want to say that he was like detached, but he always had this kind of like, I really don't give a shit about my students. I just care about my topic. Yeah. Yeah. And which, so which... I think to that same comparison, like I... I would be 100% down to get to know my students and really like interact with them and, and grow with them if they were super passionate about production and design. Like if exactly. we were able to have a back and forth conversation, 100%. But if they're just like there to kind of like, ah, you know, fuck it, like I'm just here for whatever because it's a class and it's a credit, I wouldn't want it as much. And that's like why I prefer the seminar style. I sure. Mean, I mean, arguably like, like, if you're doing like the seminar, even the classes where you like some people don't care and some people do care, like the whole point of like having office hours as an instructor is just so you can get to know the students that do care. They will approach you and come to your office and ask you questions about the lesson, and that's how you get to know them better, right? And that's at least more of a university experience. It's not really office hours for high school teachers. But not really, yeah. No, but it's it's nice though. Like with high school students, you can tell right away the students that give a shit and the ones that really don't. Um, and you know, it's, it's nice to see kids taking responsibility for their own learning. So they come to ask you questions or to clarify, um, you know, something on like, a uh, a rubric for a class project or, or something like that. And honestly, that's what I think makes you feel the best as a teacher is when students are coming to you. Um, because they really actually give a shit and they want to learn and like, cause my goal there is for them to all succeed. I want all my students to do super, super well. And, um, it's just, it's super nice when, when kids really want to learn and they put in the, the effort and, and they show you that. Nice. That's really wicked. I mean, that's glad to hear. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm personally just like baseline. I'm just stoked to hear that their teachers would give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that alone right there is a big plus because I feel like, <clears throat> like, I mean, the current zeitgeist right now, I mean, maybe not so much in Canada. I don't really know, but at least in like the States, it, I feel like the current zeitgeist is that like you have a bunch of teachers that either a just don't care anymore or they're too, they're too exhausted to care. Maybe they do care, but they're just not like, 
they're just not into it anymore because of like pay and, and you know and social a bunch of other factors uh, you know right? what like a lot of people say it's pay but it's it's mostly about funding like like i know pay is affected by funding but like if you don't have the the money to buy supplies for your class or to like take them out to a cool event or blah 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 blah, blah you're not gonna be able to create interaction outside of rote memorization right like it no, all, exactly, it's all yeah. gonna be like read this book write the notes fuck you we're done whereas like no exactly whereas like if you if you're able to kind of bring stuff some interactive stuff into the into the, the classroom then hey it's a lot cool like remember when you did a science class and they brought in a bunch of geodes and cool rocks like that's more interesting than yeah, just being like awesome. look at this fucking photo yeah. of this thing rather than just theory it's like hands on stuff is I think how kids learn more effectively by it's like hands on stuff so if you have something they can actually hold in their hands and examine yeah. you know I think it makes a huge difference and well, they have all their senses are engaged, right? Well, yeah. it's why it's why I like museums in um, museums in general because a lot of those are like, interactive. Like you go to the Science and Tech Museum in, in Ottawa, they just remodeled it over a few years and they just reopened maybe a few months ago. And apparently, it's the coolest place now. Like every exhibit is interactive. You can go like, play with stuff. You can go see how it works. You can you can dabble a bit. And well, you'll it's be able gotta to... be, man. It's gotta be. I'm not trying to fucking pay admission to just read shit. I could read shit at home. Just yeah. fucking internet. Well, that's you know? that's the truth, right? You go to a museum and it's just like I don't know. It's just like oh, look at this stuff I can read. Great. Like, who cares? Like, exactly. Yeah. No, um, no, and I, I agree with that 100%. I think that if you do have a bit more of an interactive experience, that just adds to the whole, like, learning experience. You, you just know what it feels like and you can... I mean, it's about being tactile, right? Like, humans are really tactile. Have you ever seen that, like, um... Have you ever seen that, like... I don't know if it's called a... It's like the sensory homunculus? Yes. It's, it's... Yeah, have you seen that? Eric, have you seen it? Like no. the head with the giant mouth and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, with the yeah. giant mouth and huge hands and shit. That's what your brain believes you look like. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, sensory-wise, anyway. It's like, this is what matters the most. And, like, those hands are huge. Like, hands are a very big part of, like, how we experience the world. And so, especially in a science class. Like, mathematics, I get it. Mathematics can be a bit dry. But, I mean, it takes a certain type to really get into math. But, I mean, as far as, like, sciences go, like, the natural sciences, like, all that shit's around you. Like, there's no reason to not touch, to not smell, to Ex not experience. Exactly. Know? There's no excuse for teaching a boring science class. Like, if you're teaching science, you've got, like, the gold mine class. Like... Exactly. Everything is interesting. In everything, let's blow can, stuff up. Yeah. Let's look at cool stuff. Let's dissect something. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 100%. No, uh, that yeah, I 100 percent agree with that totally. And it's it's interesting because like I've, I've gone a couple dates with this girl in Ottawa and like she she works she's a biology major and like everything she like all this cool science stuff she sends me she like I think she's worried that like I'm not gonna get it but I'm just like I don't care that I don't get it it's just cool as fuck I get to learn new stuff like <laughs> like she'll send me photos of like st like stuff that she's had under a microscope that's at like a thousand x magnification oh sick. and it's actually what my like phone background is right now because i think it's so cool like it's just so neat nice and it's 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 kind of hilarious it's kind of engaging but oh, oh well mexican customs are so like it's so hilarious like you get through them like do you have anything to declare i'm like just uh, like 200 milliliters of ice wine and it's like oh that's it like they literally told me that's it like i didn't bring enough wine down <laughs> like but uh. anyways you they tell you like okay now press this button and if you press the button, if it goes red, that means your bag gets searched entirely. If it's green, they just let you walk through. 
Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. So it, it's like a literal button. Yeah, like, it's a red button. button. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like think Twilight Zone. Like the button you just press and it's either it uh. kills. It's like that. Like <laughs> that's that's kind of fucked actually. It was. I feel like that's a. But I got lucky. Like like customs through the U.S. I like I immediately like she just let me through because I I joked with her. She was just like, do you know any Spanish? And I was like, not much, but I know it is bonita. And she just kind of smiled and like kept going. Like let me go through, which means you are beautiful in Spanish. Oh no, we're losing it. There we go. Okay, What's up? Okay, we lost a connection for a second. Um, but U.S. Customs let me through pretty quickly, and then I like I got the green when I went to the Mexican Customs, so I didn't have to get searched, yeah. and I just walked out immediately. So like these guys so you, were like you, waiting for me, like they thought it'd be another like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And they just walk out like five minutes after the plane lands, like. See, when I got uh, here back in December, um, I got the red button or the the red signal. So the red light. Yeah, so everything got searched. I was like, I looked at my dad and I was like, watch this, it's going to be red, I guarantee you. Hit the button and it's red, it's like, ah, oh, there we go. That's fucking brilliant, I love that. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's basically slapstick comedy. <laughs> I gotta try tacos, though. Everyone's telling me I gotta go get tacos. Yeah, authentic do tacos they really in Mexico are like, you know how, like, in Canada and the States, we have those hard yeah, shells that are like a nightmare to eat? Yeah, fuck them. Okay. Okay. Well, here here in Mexico, like, all tacos are, like, little... You get, like, little mini tortillas. So they're all soft tacos here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the way it should be. Exactly. Hard shell tacos suck. <laughs> Hard shells. That's such a, like... I feel like that's just, like, a byproduct of, like, growing up in North America. Like, at one point, it's like, it's taco night. And you're like, yay! <laughs> and then you're like, shit, my hands are covered in friggin' meat grease. Like... There's stuff all over the place, and, like, what's the best way to eat this piece of shit? Yeah, it's Whereas, not like, practical. And, and, like, it's funny, because, like, I was reading, like, someone was uh, posting on Reddit the other day, and they were just like, like, how the hell do you eat a hard-shelled taco without getting food all over yourself? Basically, so, apparently, yeah. you just eat from the top, which is stupid. Why would you eat a taco what? from the top? Like, you're you just going to crush it and break top? its shape. <laughs> well, not only that, I, I, I don't like the hard-shells, because I... I just don't understand, like, the sideways approach. Like, I just have difficult... Well, because otherwise, I just, like, fuck my own teeth up, and it's really painful, and it sucks. Oh, now See? the screen's gone all kinds of fucking colors. Whoa, crazy. I gotta, I gotta take a photo of this. Vaporwave. Oh, are you seeing it, too? No. Oh, okay. It's hey, just your oh, monitor, fuck. not us. Uh, there we go. But, yeah, no. Um, have you tried, like, I mean, in, uh, in, well, in Ottawa, have you tried the, the El Caminos yet? El Camino, it's like, I, you know, I don't hate it, but I'm also like, there's an appropriate amount of cilantro, and they multiply that by a factor of 10. Like, I mean, cilantro's pretty good, though. Cilantro's really good, I'm not, you know, argue with that, but when all you're tasting in your fish tacos is cilantro, it's like, I want to taste a bit of fish, I want a bit of taste of, of the pico de gallo, I want to taste the guacamole, like... Mm-hmm. Come on. Fair enough, fair, fair enough. enough. But actually, spot, it's just really busy. My problem is, like, unless it's summer, it sucks to go there because you have to wait, like, 30 minutes for a table. Yeah. But in the summer, oh, yeah. you, can do oh, the, yeah. you can do the takeout window, and you can just go to the park right across the street and just eat them there. Uh, even the takeout window, I mean, that's usually what the lineup is for, too, because most people wind up having the same strategy. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks, everyone thinks they're so original in Ottawa. They're like, yes, this is the strategy to beat. <laughs> 
Yeah. Man, apparently in Ottawa, maybe maybe you've been to this place. There's like a new. It's like a metal bar, and uh, the COVID. They have a they have a sandwich called the Cthulhu, and the buns on it are grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh fuck! Really? Yeah. Um, I oh, know shit. what the place you're talking about. The name escapes me. It's uh, they put they have a lot of. Metal Is it not shows the Coven? Sorry. Is it not the Coven? No, it's um. Um, House of Targ. Is it House of Targ? Oh, House of Targ. I thought it was a new place. Is that a metal bar? Oh, there's, I thought House of Targ is new to me. I moved back from Vancouver, right? Oh, so that's okay, my yeah. assumption. It could be, it could be Coven, like you're saying. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. It sounds the a lot Coven more opened like up a in the market. Bar. It's like a proper metal bar. Nice. I gotta yeah. check it out. Yeah, when Trevor's coming back in, uh, in May, so we'll take him to the new places in Ottawa. Oh, definitely. 100%. I'm not even looking at. I'm still not looking at you guys. I'm still seeing like weird, funny colors. Oh really? You can't see us? Is it your? Uh, uh, is it not your VGA cable or whatever? Your HDMI? No, it's just like the. I don't know. It, it's it's fine. I can sort of see. It might just be I'm my see- pink hair. Yeah, the pink hair is just like completely throwing off the rest of the screen. I'm like fuck that. I'm not Doesn't know how to white balance anymore. It's just screwed. Um, <sighs> Oh, actually, fuck, I could probably send you... Well, no, I, well, no, you're recording on the phone, so that wouldn't work. Never mind. <coughs> fuck. At any rate, what do you guys uh, have planned for, like, the rest of this? Uh, tomorrow we're going to a beach. Um, Belandra? Belandra. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Lynn says yes. Um, it's called Belandra. It's this beautiful beach. Um, you can walk out, like... Man, like half a kilometer and the water is still up to like maybe just your knees. Like there's massive sandbars everywhere. The sand is like pure white. And uh, there's like a huge area where you can just puddle around and there's like little uh, like clams and interesting little things you can you can look at. There's like these sea slugs and stuff that are just chilling. Uh, also, you have to <laughs> wear shoes because there are little stingrays, and uh, you don't want to step on them. Okay, fair enough. It's not as deadly as this. Like, how bad is actually a stingray bite? Well, sting? uh, my girlfriend uh, Lynn has actually been stung by one, and she said the pain is like super, super bad for like an hour. And if you get stung in your foot, it travels like up your leg and towards like your knee and stuff, and it's like. Really, really shitty. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, it's it's okay. not venom though. It's just like it's a sting, but apparently it like really sucks. You know the coolest thing? Okay. You, do you know the Roadrunners from uh, the Roadrunner from uh, Warner Brothers, like Looney Tunes? Yeah. 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 So that that's a real bird. I didn't had no idea. I thought it was just a cartoon. Character. Oh yeah, yeah. These little bastards look hilarious Seriously? when they run around. I was so excited to see one. Like, Ugh. I need to see more. I want to see a gaggle of them just running around. They look like birds if they were, like, power walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, they're they're yeah. pretty funny. Also, we have these stupid little quail things. Uh, partridges, that's what they're called. And uh, okay. they, ha- they have, like, these little bobble things on their head, and they look so funny when they're walking around. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I haven't seen a scorpion yet, but I, you know they could be. I'm warned about them. I don't. I'm not gonna pet one. No. No. Well, you probably wouldn't want to. It'd be really bad. Just, just tap it on the stinger. You know. There's like little tiny scorpions here, and if you get stung by them, you have like an hour, and you're like dead. 
So really, yeah, man, you have to be super, super careful. And generally, if you find one, that means there's a mama scorpion nearby. It means like you need to burn down your apartment. We actually um, back in, I think, February, uh, the place I was living in San Lucas, uh, I woke up one morning and my girlfriend was standing on top of the toilet and she was like, Trevor, Trevor. And I come in and she's like pointing at the ground and there's this little scorpion there. And uh, I uh, I bashed it with my shoe and it was like half alive, like squirming around and stuff. And I was like, ah, so I was like frantically hitting the scorpion with, with my shoe. And then Lynn tells me, uh, that's just a baby. There's probably a mother somewhere around here. So for the next few nights, we were all terrified to go to sleep because we thought there'd be friggin' scorpions everywhere. Shit. Yeah. So, so how fuck, so what I, so what I always found kind of fucked up was, was the amount of times you come across people, uh, living in, like, such close proximity to, you know, shit that's, like, insta-death. And, and it's not even, like, restricted to, like, the hotter climates, right? Because, I mean, there's people living in northern Canada who, I mean, there's bears in their backyard. I mean, I don't give a fuck what you want to say about how, like, they're, they usually leave people alone. That's still fucked up, living next to bears. Absolutely. as much as... You know, scorpions. <laughs> um, I, I would probably, honestly, I'd probably pick scorpions over bears because, like, I'd rather be stung than have my face ripped off, you know? If you still have a proper yeah. bear reel with a scorpion bite, whereas, like, a bear, it's like you're getting mauled, man. You're getting shredded into little bits. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, at the very least, if you're getting mauled by a bear, though, you're not, like, you don't even know what's happening. Like, you're, the adrenaline's going, you're... If you're getting your face jacked up, you don't even you wouldn't even realize it. I don't, I don't even think you feel think it, about honestly. that shit. <laughs> what? Um, but but uh, we have also moose are dangerous as fuck. Like like I, they're more in like Alberta and like northern Ontario. But like those bastards, like you piss them off, they'll destroy your car. Like they'll charge the shit out of you and destroy you and stomp on you and kick you. Yeah, a lot of people underestimate the power of the moose. Those things are fucking gigantic. And oh, I've heard dude, of moose. have you like have you if you people who haven't been up close to a moose, like their legs are like it, it's like a proper tree trunk. Yeah. Like, they're fucking jacked up and they're huge. They're basically like, like if you know much about horses, it's kind of like Clydesdale. They like just have massive fucking tree trunk legs full of hair and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, because everyone has, like, this, like, Bambi-esque idea of what, like, a moose, like, size-wise is. I, f- I feel like people often underestimate the size of a proper, fully grown moose. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, on that, how big is the scorpion, like, compared to a toonie, say? Uh... Like, how big is the scorpion? The scorpions here? Yeah. Man, the ones that can kill you are, like, four centimeters long. Okay, see, that, okay, that's actually kind of worrying, because I wouldn't even see that coming. I feel like yeah, that's, man. that's pretty bad. And they're, they're, like a, they're like a cream, like, off-white color, so they blend in with a lot of tiles and stuff. Like, when, uh, when my girlfriend found one in the apartment, like she was pointing at it i didn't even see it at first until it started scurrying around oh yeah that, yeah fuck that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, exactly. ghost here. scorpions these little bastards yeah oh yeah so another thing that's interesting about this trip so before i came here i was training i was training my mouth because i needed to make what? sure that i could handle the spiciest of spicy foods and okay right so I, I you know i started my first hot sauce was a habanero like mustard so it was kind of like mild but it was it was still pretty spicy it's in your tongue 
Then I got, yeah. like, this is in Canada. This is my training. And then, um, and then I tried uh, Scorpion's Kiss, which is scorpion peppers. It's like a hot sauce I find locally in Ottawa. And then the last one was, like, ghost peppers, Carolina Reapers, like, four different incredibly hot peppers mixed together. So, apparently I need to be taken to a place that offers, like, the hottest wings here. Yeah, it's called uh, Baja Brewing. It's a place that serves, like, all kinds of craft beer and stuff. You guys are cutting in and out a bit. I don't know. Um, you guys are back. Word. All right. Um, yeah, so I've been training my mouth, and, like, the first couple, like, spicy things that were served me, like, I did all right. I had no problems with them. But apparently you got to go to Baja Brewing and have their wings there because the wings are, like, so spice. Like, yeah, yes. and it creeps up on you. Like, I've tried them once at once, and uh, I had one bite of one of them, and then I was like, oh, yeah, this is no problem, because everybody else at the table was, like, freaking out. And I was like, whatever, you know. I tried to bite. I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is totally fine. It just tastes like a kind of spicy chicken wing. Then 45 seconds later, I was, like, pretty much gasping for air and, like, needed Ugh. water so bad. Like, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. <laughs> what's, it, uh, what's it made out of? Uh, it's just it's like habanero, but it must be like concentrated like habanero, yeah, it's like a be. reduction of habanero or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because haban habanero is like ha habanero is not mild by any means, by any definition. But I don't, it's it, they get pretty hot. I know that um, like the current <laughs> ranking pepper is pepper X, <laughs> and not not they used to be the ghost pepper I think, but yeah. it's it's not anymore. Well, it, apparently it, though. It, it goes, Sorry, go ahead. It goes ghost pepper, then it goes... Um, <coughs> California Reaper? Cali ca uh, no, not Reaper, the uh, Scorpion Pepper. And then if there's okay. one above that now, that sounds interesting. That sounds well, like a yeah, yes. There was a so pepper. Sorry? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, there's... Okay, there's this guy, and his YouTube channel is the LA Beast, and he eats all kinds of crazy shit. Like, he's eaten cactuses before that have oh, all fuck. the spines on them. And this guy got... Um, peppers genetically engineered yeah. called chocolate yeah. bootlas and they're brown oh. and they're apparently one above a ghost pepper and he ate two of them and then a ghost pepper and he started hallucinating oh fuck yeah so That's these so chocolate boot these chocolate no. oh, bootla God. things are like insane because this guy his face went red he said he was starting he couldn't see anything and then he started reciting the pledge of allegiance and stuff and like <laughs> oh fuck Jeez. yeah it was totally He's crazy tripping. you can you can check him out on youtube it's uh the la beast he's ridiculous and you know what check us out on twitter gin tonic podcast that's the handle follow us you know tweet us stuff Respond to our tweets. Make us seem like we're we have friends. Um, Get that clout uh, game, you know. You can find us on. What else can you find us on? We have an email. Yep. If you want to send us emails, you can say you can email one more drink, sir, at gmail.com. But yeah, no. What I was gonna say was uh, so apparently the current record pepper is supposed is a pepper called Pepper X, but the guy who made because this at this point they're all genetically engineered peppers. There's we don't know of a natural pepper that can beat out, like, you know, the that one you mentioned earlier, or the Reaper and whatnot. But this guy, uh, he so he made Pepper X, but apparently he's got, like, a trophy case of peppers even hotter than that in contingency for when someone comes up with a hotter pepper than oh Pepper X. Oh my god. Wow, that's crazy. 
So he's, he's so this guy just has like racks of he's, them. He's basically ready to the go. CDC of peppers instead of diseases. <laughs> yeah, in a way, totally. <laughs> he's like, I will release this pepper and cause an outbreak of spiciness. Basically. Actually, oh, um, um, what was this? There was an article. This was a while ago. The CDC apparently had like polio, but it was just like sitting in like a, almost like a. Uh, like a yogurt cup yeah. that was just like left in the fridge. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember reading that, but I, I heard about that, yeah. And like what happened to it? Like they just like they just left it like open container, like ready to infect. Yeah, there was just like an open container of like polio or some crazy shit in a fridge great. somewhere. Just great. Yeah. That's what we yeah. need. Just responsible people working the C D C Um Right? <laughs> Technically, the world is way overdue for an epidemic, too, so not to scare the shit out of anybody, but... Uh, what about, like, Zika and Ebola and all those other epidemics we've had recently? Well, I'm talking yeah. more like everybody's going to become a zombie, so create a zombie prevention plan. Yeah, it's called a gun. Yeah, that's... Okay. <laughs> fair. Fair. <laughs> fair. Um... I think they, ha you know what? I, I think they there it does exist. There exists a zombie apocalypse plan, but it was used as like a test. The White House actually has one. If there's some kind of yeah. epidemic where uh, some kind of like rabies type virus breaks out and people start acting like how you see zombies in movies, they actually have a plan for that yeah. kind of thing. I'm sh I shit you not. No, yo, facts. I remember, yeah, that's so true. I'm not sure what the specifics are, but I did. Yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> Welcome to our new segment. It's a thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I went down the wrong pipe. Dab. I'm Germany. <clears throat> Fuck. Dabbing on him. I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys sum this up. All right. Well, that's episode number we don't remember because we don't keep track of it of Gin and Tonic. This has been Eric. Uh, thanks for having me. This has been uh, Trevor Geddes reporting from... Live uh, from Mexico. Yeah, live from Mexico. Well, not live. Post-live. Yeah, post-live. <laughs> sort of go. live. Anyway, thank happen. you very much for having me on the show, guys. I uh, appreciate it. It was fun. No, no worries, totally. And hey, I'm Tony. This was uh, Gin and Tonic. And uh, follow us on yeah. Twitter. Hit Gin us up on the podcast. social medias. What? And guys, come come back to Canada quickly. I'm alone, and it's uh, it's very cold. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and listeners out there, email the show at uh, one more drink, sir, at gmail.com and. Tweet us at Gin Tonic Podcast. So there's no end in between there because some jerks already had it. Anyways, that's been a great. I don't think you could put ampersands in emails so. though. No, not the email. I mean, I don't think you can the, do that. The Twitter handle. <laughs> oh, Gin Tonic. I don't think you can put ampersands in fucking. I meant in writing the and Someone took a n d like the word and. Oh, I I I don't think I don't think someone took it. I left it that way because I think it was gin tonic sounds better than gin and tonic oh shit maybe okay. I don't know I'd have to we'll look fight it about up. it when Fuck. I'm back but okay we could probably claim both of 1 them 1v1 right? Like we'll right by the flagpole 3pm <laughs> what <laughs>